This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm going to describe a problem for you that we've doubtlessly all noticed by now. It's on display any time we mention the state of the church to our friends, to our family, to Catholic colleagues, or our own, on our own personal social media accounts. It is literally an omnipresent problem that no matter what we do, we can't escape. That problem is that still most Catholics are not aware that there is anything really going on in the church. Most Catholics are blissfully ignorant that there is a crisis in the church. I mean, sure, by now you've probably seen or heard about opinion polling about Francis among Catholics in Western countries that show his approval rating is at its lowest point ever. As if approval ratings for public figures have been either accurate or even relevant in recent years. But for most Catholics, the extent of the crisis in the church is limited to the issue of evil priests being allowed for decades to commit unspeakable crimes. If that at all. The ignorance of the greater crisis is rather astonishing, but there is another problem, and it doesn't help us at all. Rumor and innuendo. Today I'm going to talk about this because there was a story reported that I didn't bother to cover, and frankly I didn't see most of the people in our circles cover either. Because that story caused a lot of Catholic websites, though, to promote rumor as if it was a given, and then when another rumor was published from another source close to the action that contradicted the first, most people seem to have ignored it, at least so far. So let's get into this because we are in a fight for the church and we must be truthful in this fight. What I'm speaking of is the rumor that broke over the weekend that Francis's Amazon Synod document was going to result in the relaxing of clerical celibacy, but only for the Amazon region, which as everyone knows by now would not be limited in any way to the Amazon region in practice. Such limited relaxations was how we got girl altar boys imposed on us, and the abomination of communion in the hand imposed on us, and other novelties as well. This story was originally reported by Roberto de Matei, and I'm not criticizing him in the slightest in this piece or the original news source that broke the story at all, to be clear. He had heard a rumor from a credible source of his in the Vatican that this change was coming, and the better of the Catholic news sources we like to read in our circles picked up on it. Pretty soon, the story was spreading quickly on the internet, which was expected. Then Sunday night or Monday morning, we had a news story from Michel M. Ippolito of LaFedeQuotidiana.it, whose name I know for a fact that I just butchered. Ippolito's Vatican insiders have contradicted the more widely reported story. Let's see what he says to get the clear inside scoop. Quote, and I'm not putting this on the screen because this is from Google Translate, so it's no real point. It's going to be rough. Quote, The Daily Faith, which is presumably a news source, became aware of an important circumstance on the next papal document on the subject of the Amazon. And this circumstance, subject to last-minute changes, belies what has been recently been reported in relation to a text which says yes to very pro-body and married priests. Those who saw the text two days ago, it will almost certainly present, be presented on the 12th of February, 
found that no mention is made of the two categories discussed so much in the document, and therefore there is no official opening. Particular attention should be paid to paragraph 3 of the text in which, from a rhetorical point of view, the Pope says he does not want to refer to the post-synodal text. It is quite clear that it is still a very painful text that strikes various and multiple sensitivities on both sides in the progressive and traditionalist field. Probably, but this is only a hypothesis to be verified, the recent book published by Cardinal Robert Seurat with the contribution of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI from the bottom of our hearts, which has generated so much controversy, must have created some problems and also embarrassment. We'll see. But at present, from what we learned in the document, there is no mention of the two categories so much discussed, subject to further modifications and changes. End quote. In short, that means there will probably be no changes to clerical celibacy, at least at this stage. So what do we have here? The original report that you probably heard or have seen reported on social media or on the news outlets I tend to use reported that Francis was going to relax clerical celibacy for the Amazon. Now we have a story saying from as reputable a source close to the action in Rome, in Italy, saying the opposite, that Francis won't relax that. What's the truth? I don't know, and that's the point I'm trying to drive home here. We have found ourselves in a mess because these sources report rumors and treat them as facts, or at least people read their reporting of rumors and treat them as facts. That's probably a better way of saying it. And partially because their sources have been completely reliable in the past. To be clear, I don't think the sources in question this time were trying to dupe anyone either. There is almost certainly being honest about things. The problem we are faced with today is twofold. One, when we report rumors, often people take it as fact. Go look at the political circus Americans were just subjected to for an example of what I'm talking about here. This is especially true when we see rumors reported that fit our expectations or biases. There are numerous reasons I wait a day or two before reporting on news items that aren't giant breaking stories, and this is one of those reasons. For our credibility, and I mean our as traditionally minded Catholics collectively, who want to get more of our brothers and sisters in the fight to see the things that we are seeing. For our credibility, we need to be careful. But our desire to share these stories, combined with all the factors I've already listed, can cause problems that are irreparable. What happens when we tell our friends and families that Francis is abolishing clerical celibacy and then, oops, it doesn't happen. But there's a second story that's relevant here. A week or two ago, Michael Voris did an episode of The Vortex where he talked about how Ted McCarrick had been moved from the Kansas monastery and school that he had been staying at. <laughs> yes, you heard right, a predator was staying there. School, welcome to the Church of the New Advent. And that McCarrick had been moved to Florida to an otherwise undisclosed location. This is an established fact. At this point, Voris recounted the story of how someone tried to pull a fast one on church militant. They had received a tip, if you can call it that, that McCarrick had died in Florida, and the person who gave them the tip said that the bishops were pulling a fast one on Voris and the new Catholic media by not reporting on it. Instead of reporting on the story's fact, Voris and his crew did a little digging and found out the story was a complete and total fabrication. That's what I'm getting at here. This isn't the first case of a purposeful misinformation campaign we've seen given out by the maniacs running the church these days. Spreading misinformation is a tactic used by people to discredit their opposition, and in this case we saw an attempt to discredit Voris and company by trying to get them to report on a fake news story that the bishops could easily prove to not be true, thus damaging Voris's credibility, and perhaps giving them a reason to censor church militant. This was, by the way, a mere week before Bishop Barron said publicly that the USCCB should try to censor Catholic new media. I don't think this is any coincidence, though. I don't think Barron was a source of misinformation either. It is a, uh, by the way, it is worth noting here that I don't think that Robert Matteo was 
given uh, this information to mislead him. As the story that I quoted goes, everything seems to be changing really quickly in Rome. So what is the truth about clerical celibacy in the coming document from Francis? Again, I don't know. We should wait and see without jumping to conclusions. One thing I'm trying to do, though, is to use more Italian and international sources in my reporting and try to get away from relying entirely on U.S.-based organizations. Not that I have a problem with the likes of LifeSite or Raticelli or the rest. I'll still use them heavily. Instead, the Europeans and the Italians especially have closer connections to what is going on in Rome than, the, than we Americans do. And often enough, and all too often, they break the stories that the rest of us miss that have wide-ranging implications. But the truth is this. We don't know what is going to be done on this issue, or frankly any issue from the Amazon Synod document, that Francis is working on until February 12th, which is a Wednesday by my count. Hopefully I'll have the report on that on Thursday or Friday of that week. The only thing we know for sure is that a leaked memo from inside the Vatican detailed what bishops should read if they want to know what the document's main thrust will be, and I reported on that a couple of weeks ago. Clerical celibacy wasn't a central point of the Synod document at all. Embracing the sustainable development agenda of the UN was the main point, if that document was to be believed. Given the track record of Francis and his work over the past seven years, I'm inclined to believe the matters of liturgy and vocations will not be the central thrust of it at all, but I could be wrong. I, I called the, that document and the forthcoming Amazon Synod document Laudato C2 Electric Boogaloo for a reason. But until we know for sure, please, let's exercise caution moving forward. I say this because I just got out of Facebook jail after a long time in Facebook lockup, and I saw... In various Catholic groups I am in on Facebook, that most people don't believe any of the crisis reporting at all. That the bishops and Francis are largely tr to be trusted and to say otherwise gets you labeled a conspiracy theorist and a schismatic. This is the battle we're fighting right now, and frankly I and the other content creators you like who do this work are relying on you to wake people up. So please, let's exercise a little bit of caution. I noticed that few of the commentator voices reported these rumors, which is a good thing other than maybe on Twitter, where everyone plays fast and loose with facts anyway. But maybe I'm worrying too much about this. But let me know your thoughts in the comments section, or send me an email if you want. My email address is in the description of this video. And please pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.